As of next Thursday, July 23rd, new sectors in China will be open to foreign investment. These openings were announced last month when China released a revised negative list for foreign investment. Here on the line, we've got Owen Hockey, head of our Shanghai office, to talk about the revisions, as well as everything else we should know this week. From the U.S.-China Business Council here in Washington, D.C., I'm Aaron Slauson, and this is the China Business Minute. Thanks for chatting with us, Owen. Hey, Aaron. Happy to speak with you. So let's unpack these market openings. Yeah, China revised its national foreign investment negative list, which is a list of restrictions for foreign investment in the China market, which I'm sure many of the listeners have have heard of in the past or are familiar with. It was released by China's National Development and Reform Commission and Ministry of Commerce at the end of last month. The list includes uh, new sectors that would be open to foreign investment, and it's something that we had commented on the previous drafts before this final version came out. In this version, uh, the openings would go into effect on July 23rd. The openings are limited, though. They do not include areas like telecommunications-related industries, which would include cloud computing or online data services. Uh, Openings were very specific in this iteration of the negative list in financial services, agriculture, construction, nuclear, and mining. And, and some of the areas that we had already expected or some of these openings have already been announced. The interesting thing, though, with this revision is that for the first time, the negative list states that the state council could exempt foreign companies from certain negative list restrictions. So potentially this could provide a channel for some of these companies um, to invest in some of these areas that are restricted nationwide. But we're not sure how this would be implemented yet, and there's no details on it. But it could potentially provide an opportunity for companies down the road. We have an excellent summary that my colleague authored on this in our China Market Intelligence that's on our website. It goes in a bit more detail and also compares the difference between the national negative list and the free trade zone negative list, uh, which I recommend checking out. Thanks for that rundown. I understand you've also been chatting with executives about how they're adapting to the new normal operating environment as a result of the pandemic. Yeah, I also wanted to talk a little bit about our recent engagement that we've had with finance executives, uh, particularly talking about the impact of COVID-19 and how this has changed uh, business for them. Of course, finance executives play a very significant role in responsibility for their resource allocation and also in their business strategy. So it's interesting to hear their insights. Um, What we've heard from the China uh, CFOs, heads of finance, and also Asia Pacific and folks that are also in similar roles is that digitalization is definitely a focus for them in their business right now. Uh, Seeing a lot more businesses shift over to sales approaches that are online and outside of your traditional ones that you'd think of, like just that are e-commerce or consumer-based industries where um, you have automotive, B2B also investing in their digital or online uh, interaction with their customers. uh, in the China market, other uh, USCBC member companies have noted that uh, you know moving more resources there to support online sales and, and digital customer engagement has actually significantly helped their business uh, in the China market. Another challenge for the finance executives, of course, is we do see companies cutting costs uh, where they can in the China market. Finance departments are taking the lead, uh, also in adopting some digital solutions to help them uh, reduce costs, such as uh, automated accounting systems. Um, they a number of them noted that that's increasingly important uh, in looking at cost-cutting measures and other areas across their business where they may be able to digitalize uh, some of their functions uh, without uh, compromising their overall uh, efficiency. 
Also, moving capital is always top of mind for finance executives. Um, you have seen more companies looking at cash repatriation, impact of COVID-19 in the first quarter of this year, uh, and also the continued impact globally has increased the need for companies to consider their cash flow situations uh, in China and also across the globe. Uh, many of our member companies have indicated um, that they have seen some uh, uh, folks either themselves or other companies seeking that cash repatriation through a variety of different methods. Um, while there are administrative challenges still in, in processing capital or moving it outside of the country, and it can take significant time and does still require significant um, interaction with local regulators. However, I think companies have not, in what we've heard, have not reported a spike in any kind of capital or foreign exchange controls, which I know have been a concern uh, to our member companies in the past, such as in 2016 and 2017, when there were some pretty tight restrictions on companies' ability to, to move uh, money around. Uh, so I think that's a positive thing uh, that you know, many are still uh, remain able to shift money as they need, need to, uh, but it's something that's definitely on the mind of these finance executives right now or they're spending a lot of time right now because you do see companies shifting money around all right well that's all for this week and uh looking forward to your next update with us owen thank you for your time aaron it's good speaking with you the china business minute is a production of the u.s china business council and you can learn more about the work that we do at uschina.org be sure to leave us a rating and review so that other people can find us We'll be back next week.